Welcome into the UGA Football Live podcast. I'm your host, J.C. Shelton, in partnership with UGA Wire of the USA Today's College Wire Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our 20th episode. Got a fun show on the way today. Going to talk about some recent Georgia football news that is actually huge for next season's chances at a playoff run, I think. So definitely going to get into that, as well as some college football news. And also, I give out our defensive MVP as a part of our season superlative series this offseason. Plus, I talk Georgia linebackers in a position group breakdown. Going to be dropping those position analysis throughout the offseason just to get everyone familiar with what to expect from the roster in the fall. Uh, So that's what's coming up. But first, I want to remind you to rate, subscribe, and review if you like the show. Only five-star reviews, of course. And always check us out at UGAWire.com, Georgia football coverage via the USA Today. We have breaking news, reports, interviews, stat breakdowns, analysis, really all things Georgia football, including draft news as guys get ready for the NFL. Plus, we talk hoops and Georgia baseball as well. That's UGAWire.com. You can find us on Twitter, IG, and Facebook at UGA Football Live. And me, I'm on Twitter at J underscore Shelton underscore. Let's get into it. So we'll start with college football roundup here. Breaking news for UGA. Senior receiver Demetrius Robertson and senior defensive lineman Julian Rochester are using the NCAA's extended eligibility and coming back to Georgia for another year. So huge news here. Reported yesterday, I believe. The experience these guys will be bringing back is huge. The defensive line is already returning Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt. Now we add Julian Rochester, who is, you know, battling back from ACL terror last year. Um, So we don't know exactly where he's at on his recovery train here. But when he gets healthy, and ACLs aren't as big as a deal as they used to be, when he gets healthy, he's going to be huge in that D-line. I mean, obviously, he's you know actually huge. But also, he has so much experience in the interior of that defensive line. He's played 51 games for Georgia. Um, so just see, being able to see the offensive schemes and how they're going to block him, he knows he's seen almost everything that SEC offensive lines can throw at him. Um, so it's big to have him back. Along with you throw in Jalen Carter, who had a great freshman season for Georgia. So D-line is stacked going to be very fun to watch this group in 2021. I don't know if there'll be any rushing touchdowns given up this year, but we'll see. So here's a story by Bleacher Report on the most favorable schedules in 2021. And I'm interested at where Georgia ranks compared to the projected teams for next fall, which is Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma, the projected top teams here. So Georgia comes in at number seven on this list out of eight. Ohio State is ranked right behind them at number eight. Um, again, this is the most favorable. So technically not the easiest schedules, but um, what schedules set up for the best run, right? Ohio State gets Penn State at home and a big non-conference matchup with Oregon at home as well. Um, their most challenging road game will be Michigan and Indiana. So that's eight. And Georgia at number seven, our game versus Clemson to kick things off is, besides Florida, the most important game of the year. But after that, the schedule sets up nicely, I think. Um, And that's what's pointed out in this article here. We have to visit Auburn, but we have that week off before Florida and in the season with Charleston Southern and Tech. In comparison to Clemson and Oklahoma, though, Georgia should have a leg up in strength of schedule, I think, because Clemson doesn't play Miami or North Carolina. 
And Oklahoma is, you know, keep in mind in the Big 12 here, who other than Iowa State last year was atrocious in 2020. Alabama wasn't ranked on the list because their schedule at an early look is tough. They start with Miami and they visit Florida, visit Texas A&M, they host LSU. So just off those four, it's a tough one. So interesting to look at the scheduling dynamics here as the playoff committee is supposed to, you know, use the strength of schedule as an aspect of team rankings. And more college football news. So EA Sports is bringing back their college football video game and it broke the internet when they announced it last week. It was all over social media. People were reacting to the news because it's such a popular game. I remember buying NCAA Football 14, the last edition made, and I think I've won like eight national titles in a row now. Um, next thing I want to do is probably leave UGA and go to like Grambling State, win a championship there with them or something. But yeah, so this is interesting because EA quit producing the game because of the name, image, and likeness issue with the NCAA. And now the rules regarding that stuff, name, image, and likeness, are set to change sometime in the next year. So the game is back, and there may be a possibility for it to actually use real college players' name. All I know is, as soon as it comes out, catch me on the couch with a controller in my hands. I'll be ready for it. There's nothing better than that college football video game. Madden just doesn't do it for me, and especially lately, Madden's been trash. So really looking forward to another college football video game. Let's do it. All right, let's give out a season superlative here. This is part three of our season award series. And in case you missed it, part one and part two, we gave out the offensive MVP to QB JT Daniels and then top receiver of the year to Kiaris Jackson. Uh, So now we move on to defense for part three. Our defensive MVP of 2020 is... Projected first round NFL draft pick and UGA sack leader... Aziz Ojolari. Aziz was crazy good this past season, and I don't think he's gotten the credit he deserves, um, as with most defensive players, I feel like. But he led the SEC in tackles for a loss with 12 and a half and sacks with nine. Had a huge Peach Bowl performance with three sacks, all as a redshirt sophomore. So again, he's projected as a first round pick by most mock drafts now, and his future is really bright. Good luck to Aziz, and I'm sure he'll be on our dogs in the NFL list sometime next fall. On to our position group breakdown. I'm going to talk about the linebackers here. Uh, One of my favorite defensive positions. Played a lot of Mike Backer growing up, and I always appreciated the mental side of things from that position, uh, mostly, but also just hitting people as hard as possible is pretty fun. Now we'll start from the outside moving in. And keep in mind, this is pre-spring practice and pre-G-Day. So the depth chart here is subject to change. uh, But this can give you an idea on what to expect, at least, especially on G-Day. So starting outside and going in, we'll start with the Jack linebacker position. So at Jack, Nolan Smith returns. Returns as a junior, a former five-star prospect. Has played well in his time at Georgia, but he's also shared time. So it kind of takes away from him a little bit. But with Aziz gone and Jermaine Johnson gone, watch out for Nolan Smith this year. He's going to be great. Behind him, um, projected Robert Beal. He's a senior. Hasn't seen much time on the field, uh, but also a talented high school recruit. And he's been in the system for a long time. Um, so he he will be behind Nolan Smith most likely. Then at Sam. So we're moving over to the other side at Sam. And that's Adam Anderson, a speedster. 
of a rusher on the outside. We saw a lot of him this past season. When he gets his chance, he makes every bit um, of it worth it. I think he does a great job of really getting his pad level down, and he has great bend on the outside, which makes it so hard to block him because he's so quick. So he's on that Sam side. And then behind him at the Sam, we're looking at MJ Sherman. Um, Now, MJ has played in the middle. He had some reps there last season before battling some injuries, but I think he'd be great on the outside. And and looking at the holes left by Jermaine Johnson and Aziz Ojolari there, I think that behind Adam Anderson would be a good spot for him to develop. But we could really see him at inside as well in the micro wheel. And with that said, we'll move on to the wheel here. So I'm projecting Channing Tindall to start at wheel linebacker. The senior um, had a great plays last year, a couple big sacks. If you remember, he's all over the field. Um, just a, as a bruiser of a linebacker. I think he's great to have in the middle against these SEC offenses with these huge offensive lines and great running games. And then behind him, Tresman Marshall, the sophomore, redshirt sophomore. He's battled injuries, but he's really talented. Um, He's got the body of a strong wheel linebacker guy. I like him right behind Channing Tindall there, can run the field um, if needed. But we'll also uh, maybe see Quay Walker at that will spot behind Channing or even share time with Channing at will. I, th- I could see either way. So you're really kind of a mix of those guys, either Channing Tindall, Tresman Marshall, or Quay Walker. Even Ryan Davis, who I have as a backup for the Mike spot, um, he could also get some time there. He's a sophomore, but we haven't seen much of him. But really, you know, we're looking at as a Mike and our and our starting linebacker going to make the calls is N'Kobe Dean. Now, we saw Dean really emerge this season. Because Monty Rice missed some time with that ankle, so he stepped in. He looked great. I mean, I loved watching Nakobe Dean run through the. He he reminds me of Roquan Smith the way he runs the field and just the the power he comes with downhill tackling. Guys don't fall forward much when they hit him, so I like that a lot. I think he's going to be great this season. So those are your starting lineups that we know of right now. But the key thing to point out here is the incomers. So incoming guys from the 2021 recruiting class. One of the best linebackers class ever signed at Georgia, I believe, and, and definitely Kirby's top linebacker class signed. Five stars, Xavier Sori and Smile Mondon. Then Chaz Chambliss. So you add Chaz Chambliss in the inside, and I think it's a really solid incoming class. So really Georgia is stacked at linebacker overall. I think especially in the one deep, as far as starters, there's a lot of experience and talent there. N'Kobe Dean, like I said, then Channing Tindall on the inside, both have very high motors, run the field really well. On the outside, Nolan Smith, Adam Anderson, going to be some of the top pass rushers in the SEC. Both will need to be big, though, on creating pressure. Beyond the starters, there are questions. You know, Quay Walker is there as an experienced two-deep guy, but after that, Trezor Marshall, MJ Sherman have seen limited playing time, have battled injuries. Robert Beal's in the same boat. What will be big here is the linebacker class uh, that we said, you know, Mondon and Sori. They're going to have their chances to make some noise early as both guys literally look SEC ready already. And then Chambliss, who I saw the other day, actually, and he's really talented. He's huge, too. He's absolutely huge. He looks like a senior. Um, and Smart has said he's already impressed with his work ethic so far. He could be behind Dean and Tyndall. We could see him on the inside. Like I said, we'll know more about the roster and the depth chart there um, and linebackers after spring practice. But what we know now is this group is going to be really fun to watch, at least. So I won't get into the Super Bowl because it feels like it was so long ago already, but I will say I called the Bucks win, and I was right never to go against Tom Brady. He solidified himself 
as the greatest of all time. Seven Super Bowls are absolutely ridiculous. At this point, I'm just glad I can say I was alive during the run Brady is on. He's like the Tiger Woods of the NFL now. But I just wish he could come to Atlanta and do it with my Falcons. You know, the Buccaneers. What have the Buccaneers done to deserve the greatness of Tom Brady? They bring in Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, a um, bunch of defensive free agents. Who'd they get? Jason Pierre-Paul, Nanama Kinsu. All these guys that really made the championship happen that were not on Tampa's team until Brady got there. So I'm really jealous as an Atlanta fan. But speaking of NFL quarterbacks, though, I was really thinking about my favorite QBs. This made me think of my favorite QBs of my lifetime. And I think I talked about it a few weeks ago when we brought up Philip Rivers' retirement, that other than Brady and Philip Rivers, Brett Favre is one of my all-time favorites. And maybe my singular favorite to watch play, to physically watch play. Because crazy to think about, he has a record of 299 straight games played in the NFL. Just an Iron Man. And especially with how much he was hit each game. So as I'm thinking back to Brett Favre and his playing days, I, I remember this awesome clip of him mic'd up. And you gotta hear it. So here's one of the funniest mic'd up clips ever featuring the former Atlanta Falcon, Brett Favre. run coming out that tunnel. Yeah, it is. That line just kept on going. Keith Jackson, just the other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I got to stay hungry for the crimson tide. I don't know why we come out so early and just stand around here and do this. Dang it. I'm sitting here just goofing off. You know what time the game starts? You think God never farted? Hey, you got any left-handed footballs? Oh, yeah, I do. Want me to wear those for you? Who's our head ref today? Tony This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. There's Mr. Miyagi up here on the team on the board. Oh, yeah. Wax on, wax off. How you doing? You thought I was taller than this, huh? I thought you were taller than me. How about Mr. Miyagi coming up talking to me? Ben, you about broke my thumb on that damn sack. The Mississippi Gunslinger, just an absolute legend. Uh, so funny. I, I, you know, it's kind of random throwing in a Brett Favre clip there, but I thought about it this week, and I was like, they have to listen to this because it's just it's one of my favorites. And then also, it's the off season, so I get to talk about whatever I want, and that includes some random NFL clips. So let's talk some Braves baseball. That's right. I haven't talked about them in a while, and baseball season is right around the corner. Um, spring training is about to start. First pitch is April 1st, I think. Happy April Fool's. Going to be a fun day. Maybe I'll get to be there. I think I have class on that day, but I might skip it. Um, I'm a senior, so, I mean, didn't I get a, like a skip day or something? Isn't that a, a given? I don't know. I'll have to talk to UGA about that. But anyway, so Braves, we signed Marcelo Zuna, um, a bat that I have been dreaming for for this offseason because he was so clutch for us. I mean, you can't beat Acuna, Freddie Freeman, and Marcelo Zuna at the top of the order. And we're not talking about Ozzy Albies, you know? I mean, what, what a wild lineup we're going to have next season. And also, as far as pitching staffs, with Mike Soroka coming back, Smiley we signed, I, I'm just so excited for this Braves baseball season. And then you pair that with Georgia, probably going to make a playoff run with the talent and the experience they have coming back. So it could be one of the best sports years an Atlanta fan in history. Uh, well, that's all according to who 
we take in the draft. Uh, so the Falcons, they must take Justin Fields in the draft. I, I, you have to trade up to get him. For me, this is this is what I want to see. If I'm a GM in Atlanta, if I'm Fontenot in Atlanta, who we just brought over from New Orleans as GM, I'm thinking, okay, I have Matt Ryan. I have a generational quarterback talent and Matt Ryan that I'm never going to see again, probably. He's a coach on the field. He's an offensive coordinator on the field. He's seen almost every defense you can present to him. That knowledge is so huge. It's beyond just his ability um, to make all the throws and stuff like that. I think it's important to draft a quarterback, a talented quarterback who can who can run and throw, and then have him learn behind Matt Ryan for a year or two, hopefully like more two or three years. Because I think Matt Ryan has at least three years left. And look at Tom Brady and how he plays. I mean, as long as you protect the guys, they can play forever. So just protect him. Draft a quarterback here. We could go O-line and quarterback. I'd be so pleased with that. Um, But I think we should get Justin Fields, have him sit behind Ryan for a couple years, and then boom. We have a a Justin Fields who, who knows more about NFL defenses than he would if he went and played under, or if he went to the Jets, you know. Um, and, and in three, we have a backup plan uh, for Matt Ryan. So once he goes off, it's Justin Fields' show, and then we're set to go. That's what I want to see. So we'll see what happens there. I think the draft is the last weekend in April. So I'm excited about that, excited about baseball's first pitch, but I'm more excited about this Georgia team in 2021 and what we can do in the fall. I hope we destroy Florida. I think we're going to be one of the most talented teams in the country coming back one of those experienced as well with all these returning seniors. So it just gets me more excited to talk about it every week, really. And so I'm looking forward to more of that. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show, everyone. If you enjoyed it, please let us know at UGA Football Live on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. And me, I'm at J underscore Shelton. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and look for us next week. May have a special guest, may not. You never know in the offseason. But until then, go dogs, everyone. Tyler Simmons was on sides. Just the other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out 15 flapjacks. He said, Mama, take back five of them flapjacks. I got to stay hungry for the crimson tide.